In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. It's 50 states, 50 weeks, 50 Browns fans, and I'm here with Michael. Michael, how are you? Uh, I'm doing good, Paul. How are you doing? I'm very well. It's, uh, it's a beautiful sunny day here in London, and I'm interested to know, where in the world are you? Well, Paul, I am in uh, Chula Vista, California. It's a uh, suburb of uh, beautiful San Diego, America's finest city. American's finest city, eh? Wow. And uh, why is it so great there? Uh, most people like the weather. Uh, it's pretty, pretty moderate climate here. Um, it's kind of sunny in 72, about three quarters of the year. So people love living here. Yeah, you can't complain about that. And if you're a European listener, I think that's in the early 20s Celsius. And uh, tell us, how far away from Mexico are you? Very, very close. I'm in a southern uh, suburb of uh, San Diego, so probably about miles. Sorry, how far away? Um, it's approximately about, I'm about seven miles from the border. Okay, excellent. Wow. So can you just like pop over there and get some cheap fuel or, and come back or it doesn't work that way? Uh, well, crossing the border is a little bit of a, a pain. And um, I actually, I've been out in San Diego area for about uh, – uh, 13 years and I've only been to Mexico about three times Wow! And, uh, the last time was probably about 12 years ago so um, it, it's Tijuana is not the best city I guess <laughs> <laughs> there are there are a few people that pop over there if, if they have family and things like that they cross the border or they come over here to work um, but yeah I don't I, I typically don't frequent uh, Tijuana or Mexico too much even though we're really really close Excellent. Tell us, how are you a Browns fan so close to Mexico? Um, well, I am originally from Toledo, Ohio. It's northwest Ohio, um, about two and a half hours from Cleveland. Um, so kind of born and raised northwest Ohio. My dad was a Browns fan. Um, so I just kind of grew up with the, the 80s Browns and Kozar. I had a, you know, door-sized poster on the back of my door my room uh when i was a kid uh i loved kevin mack i loved uh bernie kozar and going all the afc championships in the 1980s so that's that's how i got my browns fandom and toledo that's kind of on the michigan border kind of up up that way yes it actually used to be a part of michigan and there was there was like a battle of ohio or something like that um where there was a territory war so Ohio won Toledo, Michigan won the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and Wisconsin kind of got screwed because they, they used to own the Peninsula of Michigan. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm, I'm actually driving past uh, Toledo next Friday. I'm um, okay. driving from Detroit to Cleveland, so I'm quite excited about that. Nice. Excellent. And uh, tell us, how many Browns fans do you know of in uh, California? 
So I don't know too many Browns fans. I know you ask um, a lot of Browns backers questions. I'm not really uh, into Browns backers. Um, I, I prefer to watch my football kind of at home, uh, TV, kind of flip back to the Red Zone channel uh, between that and the Browns games. Um, but there are plenty of Browns fans out here. Um, you know, uh, the Chargers used to be here. Um, they're now up in L.A. I think this will be their third season up there. But the last Browns game was about four or five years ago, I think, out here. And um, good representation of Browns fans at that game. Um, I think we had uh, probably about 60% of the stadium or more was Browns fans. So and there's it, it, San Diego is a very transient city. It's a big military population. Um, so there's fans of every team all over the NFL. So you can almost find – any NFL teams, you know, bar or place to go watch the game anywhere. But there is a very good representation of, of Brown fans out here, as, as there are all over the world. Yeah, okay. And uh, tell us, what was the first Browns game you ever went to? First game I ever went to, um, gosh, I think I was, I was probably somewhere between like 10 and 13 or something like that. I, I bugged my dad to go uh, to a game. Um, and it was in November. It was so cold. Um, I was wearing like long underwear, ski mask, everything. Um, uh, Bernie Kozar was still our quarterback. I think it was the early 90s. It might have been one of his last seasons. And actually that game, they were playing the Eagles. And at the time, uh, Bernie, um, in that game, he had thrown for the right. I think he had the most attempts. Uh, without an interception uh, in that game. He had kind of set the record. I think it's been surpassed uh, now, but um, it, it was kind of a higher scoring game. Um, we ended up losing, unfortunately. Um, I'll never forget, uh, I think it was, I can't remember who our um, kick returner was, but he was about to field a kickoff and he took, a, he took one step and then he kneeled, and he didn't realize he wasn't in the end zone anymore, and he kneeled it on the one. So the Browns had 99 yards to start off on that drive. It was terrible. That so is we, classic Brownsy behavior. <laughs> unfortunately. But we've got Baker now, so that's good. Okay, excellent. And what would be the cl uh, closest game this season for you? I'm going to guess Phoenix? Uh, yes. Um, I, I actually talked to my cousin we're uh, we're planning to go out to the Phoenix game. So I heard you talking on the on the podcast uh, a week or so ago. I think with the New Mexico fans, and you were talking about trying to get out to Phoenix for that game. So I'd love to meet up with you, have a pint, um, uh, just uh, chit chat with you if you can get out to the Phoenix game. But yeah, I'm, that's probably the one I'm going to try to make this year. Yeah, I got to admit, um, flights are, it's a direct flight, but it, so far most of my flights have cost around three hundred fifty US dollars. So this one's going to be the big one. It's about eight hundred US dollars to go to Phoenix, so um, it's a it's a big investment. So, and the prices aren't dropping. So, uh, yeah, I think this will be my one flight, which is above uh, budget, really. So, uh, but I haven't booked it yet. I'm still in two minds, and uh, maybe if I eat a bit more bread and water for a, a month, I can uh, I can afford to go. Sure, I hope I hope. And um, just so I know, like, um, 
what other games are close? You must Denver. That's far too away, and at Denver, just you'd have to fly. It's not too bad of a flight, but LA, Los Angeles. So if they were ever out here playing the Rams or the Chargers, um, it's about a two to three hour drive depending on traffic. So I do believe they played the Chargers a couple years back, and the, and the Chargers are still in a very small soccer stadium. It's about 35,000, 40,000. Um, so I didn't make it up to LA for that game. Um, but that would, that would be the absolute closest, actually, would be LA playing either LA team. Yeah, I've just done some uh, uh, quick uh, Google Maps and uh, Denver's, <laughs> Denver's 15 hours away. So, uh, yeah, well done, Paul. Uh, That's well. not my best geography. But I guess San Fran's, what, eight-hour drive away? So, um, and then, Depending on traffic. And then I think it's only about an hour flight. So. Yeah, okay. Pretty cheap flight. All right, here's a tough one for you. Where's the food better, California or Ohio? Oh, hands down, California. <laughs> um, California has a very good mix of food from kind of all over. Um, the one thing we are known for, if you ever come out here, is fish tacos. So I don't know if that's anything you've ever had before, but um, fish tacos are kind of uh, a San Diego thing. So um, they're quite delicious. Yeah, I must admit, on my travels in Mexico, I had quite a lot of uh, fish tacos. And okay. yeah, they're very nice. I also like crab tacos. Ooh, nice. I, there is a place here that does a lobster taco that I love too. Phenomenal. And what would a lobster taco cost you? 20 bucks? 10 bucks? No, actually, this place that I go to, um, it's six. No way. Yeah, they're, they're, they're good. I usually order two. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, what's your prediction of uh, Brown's uh, win-losses uh, this season? Oh, this is a tough one. Um, I'm... I, you know, I've de I'm definitely in the camp that, you know, obviously we're going to be better than last year. Um, it frustrates me that we had so many close games last year. If you take uh, the tie and, and two or three of the losses, you know, we have uh, four more wins. Um, so I, I'm going to stay optimistic at I, I would like us to be 10 and six, but I think we could go as high as 13 and three. I know it'd be it'd be crazy if we get thirteen and three coming coming off last or the season before last uh, zero and sixteen. So that'd be absolutely amazing. So yeah, I, it's 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 hard because I haven't had these expectations uh, in quite a while um, as far as that high of a win total. Um, I want to ask you a question though because I I came across this stat um, uh, a couple weeks back and it's kind of blown my mind, but. It, it really gets to the uh, crux of where all the Browns' hunger for winning is. Do you know the last year that we won a division? Um, we won a division. Correct. Mid sixty. I'm sorry, mid nineties. Mm, further back. <laughs> Now, this is quite bad because I did my history shows. And... No. <laughs> All right, let's go 60s. No, the year was – no, because we went to the AFC uh, championship games in the 80s. So it was actually 1989, and that, that would have been the AFC Central, which means we've actually never won the North. Wow. 
Mate, that's a really good, interesting uh, stat. Yeah, <laughs> we're ready. We are definitely ready. And what's your um, and what's your thoughts on um, the uh, roster at the moment? Um, it's phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> it, I, I, I just think about it, and I. It, first of all, Dorsey has done a phenomenal job as far as roster construction, using every pathway possible to keep adding talent to the um, the roster. Um, he's just turning over every stone and everything's coming up roses. Um, I think from a roster construction standpoint, I don't think there's much more that he can do at this point. I think it's one of the best rosters. I hate to say this because it's, it's so overshooting the moon, um, but it's one of the best rosters I think I've ever seen. I mean, I follow the NFL pretty closely. You know, I've been playing fantasy football for 25 years. And so I pay attention to rosters and things and, offensively defensively um i think we're pretty set there's there's no position that i'm concerned about at all I even actually even before we got odell beckham jr um i still thought we still had one of the best rosters i you know i think callaway is going to take a big step this year so i you know I, I had i didn't really have too many concerns about our receiver core i figured we probably would if we didn't get odell we would have drafted a receiver at some point um but yeah we didn't need to dorsey pulled off one of the best trades in NFL history. I think that our roster is great in all positions except for depth at defensive tackle. I, I would agree with you there. And then I guess if it, biggest critique would be uh, special teams. And, and, and it seems like almost every team's having a hard time finding a kicker with the exception of Justin Tucker, Greg Zerline and, maybe Gostowski, who, you know, has actually taken a little bit of a step back too for the Patriots. Seems like every team's kind of looking for a kicker. Yeah, and maybe it wasn't a bad move taking a kicker in the in the fifth round after, um, yeah, after everyone's struggling and uh, let's just see what yeah. he can do. But if you, look at the, if you look at the roster at the moment, if you start at defense, we've got the safeties, we've got five good safeties. Uh, cornerbacks, we've got, Four, five good uh, cornerbacks, linebackers. I think we got four plus Avery if you include him. Five. Um, yeah, defensive ends. We've got lots of depth there. Defensive tackle. We've got two great starters, but I'm a little bit concerned what's behind that. And then um, yeah, the O line great, and we've got a great second team O line. A lot, a, a strong improvement on last year. Obviously, the quarterback room. We've got some depth now. Our running back room with the with the names we've got there is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, Hunt, best in the NFL, I think. Johnson and Chubb, yeah. Wide receiver room, we've got five good wide receivers there. And then, or four definitely. And uh, yeah, with uh, Odell, Landry, Callaway, Higgins, yeah, the four great guys there. And then, um, yeah, I think uh, we've got an absolute great roster at the moment. I'm really imp impressed of the depth we've got now. We've really built on depth. Uh, yeah, but just a defensive tackle, I think we could just do with one or two undrafted free agents or a, or a uh, free agent or something in there. Just one more depth piece who's played 
20 NFL games, for example, and his May started last year, and he's not going to got a chance this year. That that type of uh, player. Yeah, absolutely. All right, great. Well, look, Michael, it's been a, a pleasure talking to you. I think my last question will be, are you going to Cleveland this year? I'm probably not going to make it out to Cleveland. Um, uh, just uh, work and things kind of uh, pre- preclude me from kind of making a far trip like that. Um, I actually only make it back to Ohio maybe once every other year. Uh, my uh, my folks usually come out to visit me because uh, usually the weather's a bit better out here in San Diego than in uh, um, Ohio. So a lot of times they'll come out here in the winter time to escape the cold. Um, but yeah, I definitely hope to get to that uh, the Phoenix game. I think it'll be um, I think it'll be a good game, uh, Baker versus Kyler Murray, which I hear is probably going to drive up the ticket prices because that's it's going to kind of be a hyped game. You know, a lot of Oklahoma fans there as well as Cardinal and Browns fans. So I'm definitely going to try to make it up for that one, though. Yeah, awesome. It seems like the whole of the Browns backers southwest of USA are going to try and make this game. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it, it, it should be a good one. It's a very winnable game. You know, obviously you want to go see a game where, where we can uh, play really well. Um, and so I just hope that uh, – I hope I can make it out for that. I hope I can uh, see you there as well. Awesome. I haven't bought my ticket yet, but um... – Hopefully I will. So far, I've got uh, my flights to Boston, New York, Denver, and Cleveland for the opening game. And uh, I'm looking at Steelers away and uh, Cleveland, Bill, Steelers, same week as well. And then um, hopefully Phoenix and then the uh, Bengals. So um, before we go, I wanted to give you a couple of fun facts. So... Um, well, you don't test me again, we'll be fine. Uh, I won't. I won't. So, have you seen the movie Top Gun? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, uh, Top Gun actually used to be here in San Diego. Okay. It's, it's now in uh, Fallon, Nevada, but um, I served in the uh, Navy for 11 years. That's what brought me out here to California. So, and I actually uh, served um, on the base uh, that's Miramar. So, if you remember, uh, in the beginning when the, when the, the guy who's uh, mad at uh, Tom Cruise says, I got to send someone from the squadron to Miramar. Um, he, this is where they, they sent him. They did some of the filming of the movie here. So just a little connection to Baker there. And, uh, you know, some of, the, some of the movie filming's been done here. There's a, um, there's a Kansas City barbecue place where they filmed the bar scene and everything like that. It's kind of an iconic spot in San Diego. Um, and the other thing I wanted to uh, let you know is um, – huge uh, Cleveland sports fan. So um, have you heard of the book, uh, Why is Daddy Sad on Sunday? I haven't, but if you could tell me a little bit more, that'd be amazing. So uh, look it up. A guy did a Kickstarter and he wanted to be able to tell his uh, daughter why he was so frustrated watching the Browns, basically. So he, he wrote a coloring book for his daughter um, about kind of all the, the sad things that have kind of happened in Cleveland, the drive, the fumble, um, the ELO shot, the 95 Indians, the 97 Indians, all, the, all those things. Um, and then he wrote another one um, that kind of, uh, some of the lighter side, some of the, hey, let's look on the bright side of things, coloring book. Um, and then when the Cavs won the, uh, 
won the title in 2016, uh, we looked it up and he, he wrote another coloring book called Why is Daddy Overjoyed on Sunday? <laughs> so it kind of goes through the, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers 2016 championship. So uh, we looked it up and it's kind of one of those Kickstarter things. So my wife looked into it and uh, for, a, for a certain donation price, you, can, uh, you could have your picture put in the coloring book. So as a Christmas gift, um, we send in photos of myself and my dad and the illustrator illustrated us in the coloring book um, uh, that he made for the, uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers championship. So my father and I are now immortalized in a, in a Cleveland Cavaliers uh, coloring book for life. <laughs> well, mate, you're going to have to send me the picture straight after this podcast. And maybe we can, I use, will, maybe we can use it as your uh, picture for the podcast. Oh, sure. Absolutely. All right, Michael. Look, I'm very jealous of the weather in California. <laughs> Most people are. <laughs> and I hopefully will meet you in Phoenix. Any idea what they drink in Phoenix? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Um, probably anything that keeps you cool because their, their weather's uh, pretty desert. Desert, super hot in the summer, 110 degrees. <laughs> So it won't be it won't be that in December. I think when the Browns play, it'll probably be in the 70s or 80s. But um, I do not know the local drink of Phoenix. There is a lot of good um, craft beer in San Diego, though. We have about 150 microbreweries here. Mate, craft beers seem to be everywhere in the world at the moment. So uh, is, is, that's is, true. If if you ever get over to, I think they have one in Germany. It's one of the few microbrews I've heard of that's kind of gone international from the states. It's a pretty big brewery. It's called Stone, and they opened up a brewery somewhere in Germany. So if you're ever in Germany, you may want to look them up. They have really good beers. Yeah, when I'm in Germany, I'm a big fan of the uh, Krolsch, like the um, the John Thomas. Okay. The Joe Thomas, sorry, yeah. 73. And uh, in, I, got, um, I haven't tried that one yet. I'll have to, I have to, I have to search that one out. Yeah, you can get it obviously in Cleveland everywhere. So, um, but yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm a light beer fan rather than a, uh, a IPA type of guy. So, um, okay. Okay. But, but in a, on a hot sunny day, there's nothing better than an ice cold beer. It's true. Very true. hundred percent agree. All right, Michael, keep up the good work. Thanks a lot for listening to the show and come on the Browns. Come on the Browns. Thanks for having me on Paul. Take care. Take care, buddy. <laughs>